How you doing, buddy? Good. Good to see you. It's good to see you. You're just doing good. You're not great, superb, uh, fantastic. I think I've learned to know that it could always be better, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is correct. Man, it's a... <laughs> Executive says, I know that face. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> so, uh, how have you been, man? We we haven't actually... I think the last time we sat down and had a conversation was at a Full Sail University pack board, like, yeah, I don't know, like six years ago something like that it's actually been a while yeah actually yeah it's been a long Especially, time yeah pandemic and everything too right it's crazy. right yeah man um yeah pretty good um a lot has happened um actually i've had four jobs oh wow since the pandemic started so we have a lot to cover <laughs> <laughs> a lot oh, happened um now also i'm in california now and uh i think i don't know things are Life takes a strange, strange turns, I think. So that is absolutely true. I've been through plenty of those myself, so I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But uh, this is this is Grizzly Hills, by the way. Yes. Uh, in honor of Lich King coming out later this year. Nice. Mm -hmm. So that's the next uh, classic. Is that the what's the term for it? The. I think we're going with classic. Like, yeah. so it's like. Uh, like WoW Classic, and then it's like the Burning Crusade Classic, and then uh, Lich King, Breath of Lich King Classic. Nice. So, Grizzly Hills is like everybody's favorite, right? So. Is it? That's that's good uh, to know. When I originally played, I played, uh, well, I played at launch a lot, and then mm -hmm. I actually quit playing around the time Burning Crusade came out, and then didn't come back to it until just like a couple of years ago for a little bit. And then when did you come back, did you come back for Legion or something else? It, uh, somebody have to help me. It was, uh, it might've been, it might've been, uh, but, but this time I didn't even play very much either. So here, here's what I've, here's what I figured out about myself. Um, I, I can't do MMOs anymore. Like, like it's whenever I am paying for a game yeah. monthly, my whole being, goes around that's what i need to be playing because that's that's what i'm paying for and then if i'm not doing that i get depressed about it and if i am doing it i'm not doing other things i need to do so it's like what what is the balance you know what's true about that though is that i happen to feel the same way but i wish i felt the same way about a gym membership yeah right there you go that's right like, that, that same motivation but, but it's kind of the same thing why well, i don't feel the same way about it you are 100 percent correct and a gym membership should, is a lot more expensive. Yeah, I should check myself. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, I feel you. It's, I mean, every, it, all games are cool. <clears throat> I think it's kind of a thing where, like, you have to understand all games are cool for different reasons, you know? And uh, you don't play every game right. for lots of different reasons, right? And so, like, some people play MMOs and they enjoy them and it's fine. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You know? Um, and then, like, same thing. Like, there's all kinds of different, like, I don't play racing games, right? Or I don't, like, explicitly right or if it's mario kart i'll probably play things right accessible right here. like <laughs> uh, but i don't play golden tea but there's like a whole bunch of people that are like crazy about golden tea right that's true so you know what i mean absolutely you know? you know it's it's another thing that i've learned about myself over the last few years is that well i've i've confirmed that i have adhd and i'm learning a lot more about mm -hmm. like how that influences what i'm interested in Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I didn't realize that I was just kind of getting, I wasn't getting any dopamine from something. And then I, mm -hmm. I should have moved on. Right. And 
but then I would stick mm-hmm. with it longer and then I would start getting bored with it and I would hate it. And mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm much more of like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing as long as it, it feels good. And then I yep. can come back to it later. I'll go do something else for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're absolutely right there. Um, something that probably, I think we should, t- I mean, in general, yes, we should be talking about this all the time more and be more comfortable with it is mental health, especially yes. with men, I think in our games industry, I think, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest and I'll say like, you know, I've struggled with my own anxiety and depression, right? And then when you're making games, it's really tough. I mean, finding and getting into the games industry is really difficult and staying in is really tough, right? Yep. And then you also have to have things like families and have a life and all these other things. So yes, it's really tough. And if you're not actually talking about it and if you're not actually realizing that when you go in, like, I'll tell you right now, I know friends that they have an easier, they, they, purposely have taken an easier not say easier but less stressful uh lower requirements of overhead and responsibility jobs so that they have like an like just like a nicer quality of life right they don't want to worry about like whether or not a game ships anymore yeah right they, they want to they kind of want to clock in and clock out and I, that kind of i don't know that that happened recently to me some friend told me that and I, it's been a long time since i've been in this like salary i bleed cut me and i bleed video games idea right since I had that idea, I don't know. And it's made me think a lot about that. <laughs> no kidding. Not Qu- that I would change it. I, I enjoy what I'm doing, but like, I think that's the point. Yeah. Quality right. of life is, is, especially as we get older and we get further into our careers, I've, I've learned that about myself, I'm way less ambitious. Like I'm not like, I, well, personally, I've kind of done all the roles, right? Like I've been a design director all the way down to an, mm-hmm. an assistant designer. Right. So I don't feel like there's a, a task I haven't at least had some experience with yet. So I don't kind of have that driving me. That so, curiosity to go right. figure those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm much more of like, what's my day to day like? Am I doing cool stuff? Do, am, do I feel like I'm getting my, my worth, you know, as far right. as, you know, compensation and those kind of things. And if that stuff's happening, I'm thrilled, you know, and then like I, I, I do what I need to do. And it's a, it's a different mentality than earlier in my career when I was like, what's my next promotion? How do I get there? I just got to make more money like that. It's, it gets a little different. Uh, I think it's important to, it's really important to point that out that you, what motivated you to get into the industry versus what keeps you going when it's tough and you're trying to figure it out and you realize that like what you started doing is not what you're probably going to do. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, you don't know. I mean, at school, they can only teach you so many things. Right. And it's you're lucky to have a school to go to for this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And I just remind everybody of that, right? Um, that's one of the things that I that I get to learn now at uh, working with some guys. Like for, like I was telling you the other day, one of the guys at stand-up, he he's, 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 was the lead programmer on StarCraft 1, and he got... And then casually, it came up in stand-up that he got... Uh, he got a standing ovation in South Korea in a, in a stadium for being the lead, the lead programmer on <laughs> StarCraft 1. And it's like, and that, so, but it's like, but that guy didn't go to school to learn how to make StarCraft or how to make video games. Right. Right. Like that guy didn't like, that's not, <laughs> well, but, but I did. And only, and only I got the chance to do that because he did that. And there's going to be a third version of that. Right. That yeah. I think. Or people won't see over time. Maybe we'll maybe we'll be like we'll actually realize the diversity and the inclusion that we've been pushing for lots of different ways, right? Yeah. I mean, I love you and me, but we need less of guys like you and me. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
hundred percent agree with all of that. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it, at least I'm seeing that tide changing, right? Like I think we're, mm-hmm. we are, and it takes the effort. Like we have to be diligent and, and make sure that that's actually happening and not just wishing it mm-hmm. happen. And, but it takes people in the right positions to help usher that in as well. And I feel like that's starting to happen across, across the industry. It's getting better if nothing else. It's getting better. You know, the, the, you know, I, you know, you know, this come from, from talking to folks at Full Sail. What matters, I think a lot is, and I have a daughter now too, right? I think about this and I'm like, I want to make sure that she realizes that things are even possible. Right. Right. I think that's a, like the, like a whole idea of like what, you know, the framing of what's even possible that you see when you're a kid. Right. Yep. And, and how that can be compartmentalized in the different genders. Right. Um, get into like crazy other topics but like i think about those things right because that does there is a certain like there is like a, there is like critical theory in how we put together who works on our video games absolutely right? in that way so it's important it's it's nothing compared to like i think other other facets and other like there's lots of issues in the world we have to solve i think but for us it's one of our issues i think yeah. we can solve you know and there's real there's real things and it's more than just hiring it's like you know, and this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. We're going off a little tangent here, but like, this is like, there will be like, you actually have, like, when you said we have to do it together, we have to be the, you, we actually, you, like, when there's moments in meetings where like something didn't sit right or, you know, it didn't end right, right? You know what I mean? Like, not, not selling anybody out in any kind of way, but like, that, that happens for yep. humans. Like, that don't, and, but saying something in the moment I found is really difficult. Um, but if you do it, it's it's extremely compelling. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you, we do have to do it, right? But it's not like I have there's a script or something. But you do we have to be vigilant for the for that one opportunity, right? Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. It's it, we have to overcompensate, right? Until we get equity. You know what I mean? And like and like you were talking about while I was growing up, and even not that long ago, and probably still currently. When you're when even in high school, middle school, females were are not pushed toward technology type skills and jobs, right? And that's the kind of thing that has to get you know amplified as well. And and just right right from birth, we got to start telling everybody that anybody can do this, right? And you should try to do this if you're interested in it. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, any any woman I think needs to have access that needs to be accessible. It yep. Needs to even be like, I mean, there. I wish I wish that uh, the more that I learn about this stuff, it's like so. What I what do I think we can do as game developers, right? I think there are certain opportunities, like uh, like be a teacher for a day. Some studios will do that, mm. right? And I haven't seen that in a while. But, I mean, the pandemic kind of changed everything in a crazy way, right? Um, I guess that probably doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> be a teacher for the day, kind of thing, right? Um, <laughs> But, you know, I was thinking about that after I said it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, there's, there's things we can do. You can, you can give back and be in, like, you can actually talk, reach out to, like, high schools and stuff like that. There are ways where you can actually reach out locally to do those things, right? And because we know that cause through Full sale, right? Right. Um, for those things. Like, there's even, um, what is it? It's like the Cactus or something. I can't forget the name of the one that Jeremiah had one time. Oh, I don't um, know. Yeah, he had one for a while. But it's like, there's lots of programs like that. It's just... We don't ever like go to do it, and I don't know. We actually, I'm noticing that like, there's a lot of like collective will to 
work together outside of just making a fun game that's starting to happen around games. I don't know if you've seen this too, Insomniac and other places. By the way, I speak for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Always important to note that. Yeah. Right. All my thoughts are my own. I don't speak for anyone. Um, but no, I, I do. I do think that like you know you're starting to see all kinds of different like collective action, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Um, for 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 positive change. Yeah. Um, what's this? Uh, speaking of mental health, do you? Workers and models of all to others just to on teams to hide behind and are probably struggling with some yeah i think um, i think the gist of this is this question is do you feel like in a basically in a work from home environment people that are struggling with mental illness does that give them a way to hide hide it better right because you don't see people in person you know or um, you know or is it I, there's there's a lot of angles to this right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could tell you in my in my personal experience, when we started first started working from home, um, uh, well, not really, but in the middle of working from home, at my second job working from home, uh, I was working <laughs> at a small mobile company, and um, everybody was on a call all day, and it was like a lot. It was like taxing on me uh, personally yeah. to be on like on a call all day, and um, and I was going through a lot and just everything going on, so I I wound up using like uh snapchat filter for to make me look like an anime character for like <laughs> just for every video call just for just like just the whole time so like not even work from home i didn't even i just wasn't even showing my human face i was like being an anime character and and uh and people that was fine i kind of was just like this is what i'm gonna do and it's fine and the team was cool with it and um yeah i mean uh the team was really supportive and i did that for a while and uh and eventually i kind of didn't do it whenever i was comfortable right not doing it but it was nice because there were some days and i'll be honest like there were some days where like it was so tough that like if i if i was like not looking good at all right like mm -hmm. if, if if i had just cried or you know what i mean like yeah. just something raw or something like and then you have to be like on a call <laughs> <laughs> that that might have been more compartmentalized in life before if you get in your car and drive to work, right? Right, yeah. Um in a lot of different ways, I would imagine. Uh and then so now, but now it's all mixed up. So like yeah, when that happens, yeah, being able to flick on your anime filter and everyone's cool with that and doesn't it doesn't even matter, right? And if you did say something, knowing that there's people that you can talk to that are I think it's important that you bring your full self to your team. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, if you're not on a team where you feel like you can do that because you're stuck in some weird like corporate thing, then maybe you need to get some of your skills up and and then go find that other thing that you that you need to fulfill you. Yeah. Right. Find that team. Yeah. And that's that's my that's my quick and dirty advice. Yeah. I'm <laughs> with you. In. It's just don't for the people who are already working. I know maybe it's a limited amount of people that might even hear this, but if there are people that are work just good you don't have to settle for less right? you can especially not now especially now right like that's right. that's been to me the biggest benefit of you know this pandemic era is we've we've proven in our industry that we can be extremely successful working from home and not only that but just the quality of life that that affords right because mm -hmm. now i will say the one thing that i that i don't that i miss is that driving home wind down time that you kind of mentioned there, right? Yeah. Well, I don't get that transition time out of work into home. I have to create that instead of having a natural one. Yeah. But, but aside from that, I have like, I don't commute. So that's time I get back. 
it's kind of yeah i mean i think about that did i ever did i ever rely on that i, I actually personally hate driving <laughs> I, yeah i, I don't... hate driving <laughs> like I, any amount of, of just like not being where i need to be i guess yeah like if i could just teleport <laughs> i don't know I don't know, man, I'm just impatient that way. I don't know. I don't like rushing either, but uh need everything to be uh, just right. <laughs> well, I mean I maybe it's just like the, the producer in me. I don't like to be I mean, I don't I like to know about things ahead of time and take my time and plan them. Like for like for instance and uh what I've learned is uh don't don't create commitments for yourself when you're making a game mm-hmm. that are bigger than you can actually uh, create a nice quality of life for yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's not about how much can you do, period. I think it's more about like how much can you get away with while doing it forever. Mm. Right. Nice. I think that's a different way to think of it. Um, when you're, when now, when you're, I will also say this if you're more junior in your career, uh, you should definitely be, uh, you could take more risk, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, like you were saying earlier, like I, like I'm my, my crazy overtime days are behind me. I'm with you. <laughs> like, like, like I'll do it in, in those moments we need it, but it's going to be minimum. That's the same. And it's, right. it's going to be, you know, only as long as is necessary. I'm never signing up for like, if I see that and, and we're not fixing it and actively, you know, moving toward that, not being an issue, then I won't be there. You know, that's kind of right. It's, we don't have to. The time that time is actually like behind us, right? I think yeah. that's kind of weird to think about it that way. Actually, it's just it all happens so quickly in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, strange, right? Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. I wonder how much actually, because it's been a while since. I mean, the whole thing about full sale was really cool because it got you ready for like how intense it is, and not that it's not still in, like we keep we keep our pace. Done. We're not lazy nowadays, but like we keep our pace. It's like it's just not like inhuman right yeah (laughs) right i I really valued that time just just being prepared for what might come at me you know and 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 it was it was really nice because this industry can be wild you know it can be a two in the morning you get a call because you know something's broken and you know you broke it and you got to fix it that that stuff can happen right you know who knows but yeah i mean i mean that's i mean that's kind of thing too is like um you have to know where you're at in the critical path on shipping stuff too, right? right? Um so like if you're if you're uh yeah, full sale for sure. Uh uh but if you if you're if when you join a team, if you join a team and you're like one of the engineers making a feature and you're helping out and just putting it together and it's okay, well and then we're going to ship stuff, you're you're probably unless you probably you probably hopefully know this, <laughs> it's probably already very aware to you. That you're going to be critical path, but you're probably not critical path once the game starts to final and goes up there. You probably have like a lead engineer or something, right? That's there to help out with something. Hopefully, depending on right. the size of the game you're on. Um, but if you're like, if you're more, if you if you are a lead, if you're one of those producers, if you're on a release team, if you're part of anyone who has to stabilize the game in any way, right? If you're part of a feature that's not quite finished, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of reasons that, yeah. I mean, you should be aware that that. And if that's a and if that's a habit for you, and if that's a pattern, if no one on your team is doing anything about that, and if your team doesn't have any like philosophy on quality of life like that, then and if that's important to you, then yeah, we're in like a weird great game dev renaissance right now. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So, and I will say right now, I'm happy with my team because that's what we're making right now. Like we're making what we want. Like we're taking advantage of uh, this moment, and you know, to like, uh, I guess like a little bit that I can, a little bit of stuff I can share, right? That's not like secrets or anything. So yeah. like, um, uh, I work on the, I work on like the systems and server team on on World of Warcraft. So mm -hmm. that's like, um, how we package up the game and stuff like that. Um, like, uh, you know, the fact that we know that there's servers and realms, so that's my team does, right? Gotcha. So you can think about that stuff. So, uh, you know, that's like a the game's been around for a really long time. Yeah. So you can imagine, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> what eighteen like, years at this point. Like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then even the tech for it, right? Like, because it was out before, you know, it was in development before then. So there's decisions that were made, and so you can imagine, like, that if we want, if you want to continue to make WoW for a really long time, that there's a lot of stuff that we have to think about. Yeah. So. Um, a lot and lots of different ways you have to organize. So luckily, that's what, what I get to be part of, which is pretty cool. That um, is cool. Yeah, just ca careful to choose my words, but like, that's uh, that's 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 why, and I like that. But I also, uh, I'm in a position now where I get to make decisions on uh, how the team works and how we figure these, pro how we go about solving problems, not just awesome. solving the problems. So hey. yeah. You want Alzheimer's someone with your mentality yeah. doing that these days. That's great. I love that. Yeah, you don't want to... I mean, don't... Why would you continue to sign up your team for more of burning your team out or making things... Like, the whole point <laughs> is to make things better forever. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that should be the point anyway. It isn't always. And, well, we know. Right? And even on I the mean, best, th best projects, sometimes you'll hit those moments, right, where it's not one, great right now, but... yeah. Well, we all know what what comes live or what's going out next eats first, right? Right. Yep. I mean, that's just how it is, right? Or the biggest, or if you're in like a big, um, like back on, um, back at EA, we used to make jokes at Tiburon. It was like, um, when we were on the Madden team, there's like a pecking order. There's like an unspoken pecking order for all the sports games, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that you can imagine. So it's like, um, by profitability, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, and like, it's like, I mean, it all comes down to money, right? I mean, so you had FIFA, and then you have Madden, and then you have like NBA, right? And, and roughly, right? Um, and so, like, on Madden, we would be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, we, we would, we, you know, if compared to NBA, so NBA is like, well, we don't have Madden money, you know what I mean? Because we'd be like the bigger brother. Right. Yeah. And then Madden be like, well, we don't have FIFA money. Right. <laughs> like, that's the joke. Nobody has FIFA always, money. <laughs> it's like, there's always the next. Right. Yeah. NHL. Right. As well. Um, NHL, I feel like kind of, I don't know. I always got the feeling when I was at EA that NHL, because it was in the same building up in Vancouver, that they kind of just, uh, they got all, they got away with like a lot of the same core tech teams that had to be there anyway for FIFA. And they inherited a lot of stuff anyway. You know, I, I'm speculating a little bit. It's just kind of what I, I got from that. Uh, and be like, like for instance, if you had put any other sport, let me put it this way. If you had put any other sports title in the same building as FIFA, would it have the same advantages? Mm. <laughs> right? Like, think about it that way. And NHL is, right? I think UFC. Maybe I don't know. But whoever, I mean, and you could put anybody there, right? And then, like, and then the same automation farm is going to help both of them. Right, it's not like they're gonna have two different core teams right, right. supporting that stuff, right? Yeah. 
I mean, you know how that works, man. So you're not preserving time yet because it's seemed kind of like you're going to share whatever you can. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so that's just good development, right? I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> WWE on what scale? Uh, on the importance scale, you were talking about FIFA, then Madden, then oh, well, WWE is a 2K, right? So I believe so. Um, yeah. I remember when THQ went under and we were at EA at the time at a team meeting and one of the, somebody, I forget who asked, uh, uh, that team was really, I, I miss that team. They were a good bunch. Um, but somebody spoke up and they were like, yo, so like, are we going to, are we going to buy WWE? THQ's going under? Like, what's good? <laughs> and the answer at the time was no, which is bummer. It's a huge bummer. But, uh, <laughs> turns out a take two, we got it, I guess. Um, but no, I, I did work on WWE for a little while, and I guess the perspective there was like, for there, WWE was more like the NBA of EA, and NBA was more like the FIFA slash Madden, uh, hmm. right? Because they have NBA 2K and WWE Yeah, that's their 2K. big one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was more like, so like, if you were to relate the two, so it's like, uh, uh, WWE is like the little sibling feeling, right? Right. Um, and I think... What was interesting about that was uh, 2K is not like EA at all. And I think just to make sure that, like, that's, like, that, I learned that already. Like, there are two different, uh, they're operated completely differently. So, like, EA is very, uh, there's more uniformity in game development and how corporate things are between studios and shared tech and things like that. Mm-hmm. 2K, every studio is kind of different. Uh, and if you think about it, look at how big 2K is. Yeah. Rockstar, PC. <laughs> They're making a lot of different kinds of things, right? Right. All, all over the place. Uh, all yeah. the Bioshocks, right? You know what I mean? Hangar 13, right? There's all, there's all over the place, right? And yeah. so, and it's all kinds of different. There's so, um, it's different that way, right? So it's not like there's like a, for instance, there's no frostbite on 2K. And there's frostbite on Yay, right. right? Or the, you got all the games on there. Uh, so it, it definitely changes uh, with the expectation of development. So it's it's like more flat and a little more uh, less mature mm. in some things, right? But then you also get more freedom, ah, uh. right? So like you get more freedom to make more decisions, and you have more of a like uh also with 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 2k what you have to realize is that there's a publisher developer relationship uh with take two mm-hmm. versus uh ea which is publisher developer oh that's true yeah it's all together yeah that was a big change for me too right so like when if you add all these things up it really feel it really feels different mm-hmm. how we're how you're making games right even though it's like Oh, they're all sports games, and they all come out once a year, and it's, it's actually quite a bit different. Yeah. Um, the nature of making the game. Yeah, Hangar 13. Yeah, I think what you're seeing is, um, if you want my hot, my hot, my honest hot take is um, always. Yeah, right. I think that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, I think, um, I think what you're seeing is uh, a lot of people are there's a bit there's a very big elephant in the room split on wh- how 
how true it is that we can actually make games remotely and how we've actually been doing it this whole time. <laughs> and how it shouldn't be news to anyone, right? Because <laughs> um, it's not like we weren't making games across the world right? Uh, <laughs> already. It's not like we weren't already waking up for calls. It's not like we weren't already. It's not like EA didn't already uh, have... Uh, uh, a comp like a, a studio in Madrid to do certification that's perfectly timed on the time zone, so that way when it's major studios in Vancouver, NEA, and in California can submit things overnight with enough time to build, so that it shows up just in time on the time zone for Madrid to right. test it and then send it out just in time for the uh, for the where they are positioned, Microsoft and Sony uh, expecting that build, so that you can make take it full advantage of the 24-hour cycle. Like, oh no way, really? Like we weren't making games across the world already, right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like, there's no way, right? Yeah, it's like, impossible. <laughs> who are you talking? What are you talking about? So I think if you know how it all works, uh, I think the cat's really out of the bag now. But there's a lot of people who are just like holding on to like a shredded scraps of bag, and they're like, "I'm having so much fun at yeah. the office," um, and the, that's cool. The, you the can have fun argument, at the office. The big argument I hear is the the collaboration aspect, right? And like, if we're not in the same room together, how are we going to collaborate? How are we going to brainstorm? I find Zoom to be just as effective, like just as effective, especially with digital whiteboards and all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. uh, don't even skip a beat. I think you have, I mean, you have, here's the thing. Uh, you can't just, you can't just do the same things and change some things and then, and then expect the same result. That's the definition right. of insanity, right? Right. Like you just <laughs> like so much changed about, uh, oh, we can do shots again, I guess. I don't know. Soon, but, uh, I've got a third one uh, I need to do actually. So yeah, we can do that. I got one ready to go. So I got, I bought, I bought some, uh, sake for the event. Nice. Yeah, that's great. I love, uh, is what's nice about not living. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, it's like an Omega dry state. You have to go like New Jersey and stuff, and you can only there's only state liquor stores. And this is like crazy things you might not even know exist if you never lived in a dry state like this. Uh, but it had like all five redeemed nice. Uh, but now being able to Instacart alcohol to my house and be like, yeah, a different reality, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in a dry county. Um, yeah, there you go. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until about I guess now 10 years ago that they had alcohol at all within a 45 minute drive of where I grew yeah. up. Mm -hmm. wild yeah. yeah it's so yeah just being have like had this i was like oh yeah i'm gonna be on a street with jameson tomorrow Let me <laughs> <laughs> All right, i'm gonna take this third shot you with me you got one Let's hey. do it. cheers cheers oh man all right so there's actually a question uh, in the chat that I want to get to, uh, above the universe yeah. had asked, uh, let me find it. So personally, what is a showstopper for you when looking for a new job? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, a showstopper for me when looking like when I, I'll, I'll give you two versions of it. Like when I'm looking, when I'm just starting to look at different things. And then also when I get in mm -hmm. to looking at it, uh, cause I've seen both. I think the when I when I'm right at the beginning of it, um, I I see a lot of things that are like uh, trendy that I guess I would not have realized are trendy when I first got into the industry. Okay. That I know are bad ideas. 
that I know are just not going to work out. And and I've been right a few times about that. Like so the project get... itself? Project itself. Uh, so for instance, 2017, this was earlier in the chat, 2017, I was looking for work. Mm -hmm. right? And I found, I was when I went to Magic Leap to turn in 2018. But a lot of, and then ever since then, and it's less nowadays, but you still see them, but it was really big a couple of years ago. All You just get hammered on LinkedIn, hammered on, on responses for people who really wanted you to go work on blockchain games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just an obvious one. But that's like, it was like, oh, it's just cool. It's going to be, you know, it's great. And it's like, and you're going to get, like, paid as well this way. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know enough about this. Uh, this doesn't seem <laughs> super good. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I have super mixed feelings on that that is... That is now yeah. like I, so. I was uh, for a while. I was at least interested in check, like looking into it. But then I got to the point where I'm like, no, I no, I'm not interested at all. And most the, of our industry is yeah. like, mm, mm, mm. well, here's the thing: whether or not my comment is like whether or not uh, crypto or NFTs are here to stay. Uh, what I learned is when you're in tech. And you're looking for somewhere where you don't want it to just like turn into sand in your hands. Yeah, just to be clear, I'm not commenting on <laughs> my my comments and thoughts on NFTs and crypto is not being discussed at the moment. <laughs> but <laughs> as as any track tech new tech comes out at all, like so for instance, also uh uh like augmented reality mixed reality is another one. So I learned this at Magic Leap as well, right? Just as an ins for instance, right? Like I think you have to look at because we I I knew about the metaverse in 2018 when I first ran Magic Leap, right? right? And now it's like oh, and there's like Meta and all this other stuff, right? Um, but we knew about it back then. Like we were our there were plans on the work on this, and that and then by then it was already an old idea, right? For some people, so this is the idea of the metaverse been around for a while, as far as I know. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, Web three and all that stuff, right? Um, so uh, which is just like don't get me started. Uh, that's a whole different <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> uh, again. Different, not not discussing that, but when you look at, I'm trying to apply for jobs, and I'm looking for somewhere that, uh, do I do I am I okay with this job maybe not being here in in two years because uh, they ran out of venture capital or right. uh, another slightly better, slightly different app did what we were doing better or uh you know something else happened right uh whatever right like there's so many you need to look at the high the risk versus the experience you could get the connections you can make uh all the different value that it can give you right um was it so for instance when i'm looking for a job and it might and i'm like does this what am i what turns me off right or what am i what do i look away what turn makes me look away and at that beginning it's like what am I looking for? Am I like earlier? We were talking about this before. Uh, is like, am I, am I, do I, am I looking for a certain role? Am I mm -hmm. looking to like, what am I missing right now that makes me want to be looking at all? Yeah. Right. Like these are all things. And, and so, um, right now it might be money for you. It might be something else. And if it's money, don't make games. <laughs> just, <laughs> <that's> the, <laughs> just, just to be clear, it's not, it's not how this works. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but no, I mean, th think about it, right? Like, th do, is it because, oh, I want to learn how to make mobile games. That's why I'm going to work at this place, right? Right. And if I right. work here, they make, they're really good at making mobile games and they've been making game mobile games for some time. 
and I think they're not going to stop doing it for any reason. They clearly right. haven't figured it out. So if I go there, I'm going to learn how to do that. And then even if I get laid off or if something else happens or whatever, I still learned how to make how to do make mobile games in a good way. And I can go and I can take that anywhere else now. Yeah. And so that's what I would say is, so when you go to look at the job and you're still trying to form up how to go somewhere else, right? And you're building up these experiences and you bump from here to there because that's going to happen. It will happen. Okay, it's gonna like I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. The chances of you being that guy that has worked at Blizzard for 30 years are very low. Right. Okay. Just it just just because it just that's just <laughs> go pick a different technology and go be that guy. Okay. Right. <laughs> Cybersecurity <laughs> is a place to right. start now. That's, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's. But there's there's other frontiers that you that are still fun and interesting and that are exciting to you that you could that are still very ripe for you in yep. the development, right? That so um that, that being said too. Um you know, like think about those things when you're when you're those are the kinds of things I'll look for, I guess, when I'm when I'm looking for the job, right? And then once you're starting to get into it, I mean I've gotten I've turned down I've gotten so far that I've turned down offers because I didn't like the way that I was told we had to end conversations uh while talking what around the studio. Uh, can can like you give an example of that? I won't. I won't say who does that right. action. Um, now, are you, know, are you, you saying, know. "Hey, we we have finished up a conversation, you and I"? There's a protocol way for us to end that conversation. So instead of like a handshake, it'd be more like a fist bump, for instance, to make up to make something up, or maybe like a peace sign. Okay, fist bump. So it's to make like any this number is of things up. So this is how we. S say we're wrapped up and and go as a company that's what you mean yeah like hey don't shake my hand you know it's, and it's like and everybody has to do it when we finish our conversation <laughs> it's like interesting okay well i just got i already flew out and <laughs> it's like like uh i don't know it's kind of weird that way right so i think you need to you need to think about uh you don't know who when you're gonna find out a different studio had something crazy going on at it. Yeah, that's true. You're never gonna know when you find out that uh like I'll tell you right now. Uh yeah, I work at Blizzard and yeah, all that crazy stuff happened that was found out to be happening at Blizzard, right? And yeah, I'm working there after that, right? And yeah, I remember being a gamer and before all this and before I even thought I I gave up on the idea of ever working at Blizzard completely. And I was right. like and I remember like not being happy about that for a lot of reasons. Like primarily as a game developer, I felt ashamed and not good. And I knew it was ha I knew it was good. we all know that kind of shit happens. Yeah. And it's not good. And we and that's why we need to be the change. And it was just like shame. And honestly, one of the big and I told this in my interviews and why I wonder I think it's one of the reasons why I'm here. It's like I don't I want to change that. Like put me in, coach. Yeah. I like I want to be the change in that stuff. Like I've already kind of like I've like you said earlier, I've already kind of worked in the different roles that I want to work in. I've done QA tester, engineer, all kinds of production in different ways, right? Like I'm very happy with those things. But now it's like, yeah, well, I want to make it so that way I want to make if my daughter decides to go into games that it's like totally awesome right or the people who are in right now or like or, or there's things that i can do to make sure that i can like route out turfs and stuff right from like making weird exclusionary things happen in games right like i can do that right um so that, that, that those are the things i want to be involved in and that i and that i can go do now right yeah um and I, when i do it here it's more visible right so that's why i like it right? that, that's the interesting thing too because you you're also 
there and you've come there in a time of healing or what should at least be a time of healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the general swing of the company is moving in that direction or at least trying to, and you get to be a part of that, right? Like you're not now there fighting against what's happening and trying to make it better. It's easier for you at this point because you get to come in and say, Hey, this is what we want. This is also what I want. Let me help usher this in and help do it in the right way. That's, that's a really good spot to be in. It's it's tough to speak in any kind of large statements, right, about the yeah. status, but it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it is like, uh, it's good to know that there's lots of good energy. It's not like there, like there's lots of good people and good developers and good energy that we're all making sure that we make amazing games. Right. And that we're, that we all want to do it together. And I think that that fire is not in any way extinguished in any way. Right. Nice. Um, like, and I think that's, what's important. And that's why I think, I don't know. You see like, and I, I'm being, I watch Twitch all the time. Right. Like, uh, like all day, every day. And like, I see all those big streamers, whatever. And they talk about stuff and they have their ideas about things and, you know, and it's interesting. And you, you talk to regular gamers i play the game too right other people play the game and you think and you wonder like we all care about it in different ways like it's still interesting to everybody (laughs) like right important to us and in such a it's in so many ways like i was telling a new hire this like wow it's bigger than i don't know like there's so like it's like there's so many things derivative of it now like right right it's bigger than any anything than any one of us right it's so funny too, because you know I was I was a big MMO player back, you know, at the beginning. You know, I played. For me, the first was EverQuest. Put a lot of time into that. And then I put Dark Age of Camelot was my big game. I played that game for almost ten years. Oh yeah. And and I would leave to play, you know, Final Fantasy Eleven. Then I would come back. I would leave to play WoW. Mm-hmm. Then I would come back. But those games have all pretty much died, right? And and at the time, WoW yep. was like, hey, what's everyone doing? Let's take all of that and make a a super polished and user accessible and easy. Like the game is, it's like the, it was almost like the Apple version of MMOs at the time, right? Like it was mm-hmm. easy yeah. to play. UX was great. And now it's the one that, that that's now the long, like of course EverQuest is still around, right? But not even close in comparison to like user base and popularity over the years. Yeah. I mean, there was, and there was a fair bit of, disruption too in the in the space it created too right like running back to your corpse you know right um, not not Don't losing levels <laughs> right you know what i mean like there are certain <laughs> things that I, don't, I think there's um i don't know there i mean so i, I was playing elden ring this year right mm-hmm. uh if you've been playing it, it's very good i enjoyed it um i'm also what's interesting too is that like I learn the more I the more I make the longer I make games and the more that I play games and I think we're all doing that together, <laughs> right? We're starting you're starting to see how we're influencing each other. Yep. Uh, in really subtle ways, which is kind of interesting. Sometimes not and so I, subtle. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but um, yeah. and uh, I think what you're gonna start to see is like that kind of sh- that kind of changes that really a lot of developers played that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, and you, you're starting to see, uh, a change in the way that like, and I, and my developer friends, not just on that, not talking again, not talking about blizzard or anything specifically, the, the approach to even the thought of single player games, I feel like it's come back around again. Yeah. Um, 
in some ways, right? Um, and the open world idea, this these lush environments that we can start to create now with games. Yep. I think you're going to start to see more of that. You know, you know, Horizon, uh, yeah, and West, right? I mean, just to like point out a few of these with the PS5, you're going to start to see some of that stuff too, right? Um, now I will I will say this. I'm not currently working on a PS5 game, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I can. My gut tells me that, uh, and I'll give you the, this example. If you look at the end of the life cycle of PlayStation 2, uh, God of War 2, Okami, yep. don't even get, don't even, don't even get us started, right? I think you know how this works, right? So mm -hmm. it's like I think. You know, the tech that we're working on, and I'll tell you this right now, it's not like we got, it's not like we as game developers got better at getting ahead at console changes. <laughs> Just to be totally clear about that, I don't feel, I don't think anyone has <laughs> figured out how to get ahead of that uh, any faster uh, yet, um, or if that's ever going to be possible, especially with the dynamic of making a whole new piece of hardware and then have people make software for it, right? And it's then make it deal. fun and good. Yeah. It's a lot. Um and so I don't know uh yeah, I mean I, I could see potentially uh you know there there's a there's maybe two or three years from now. I think when we the combination of us getting used to the pandemic, setting our expectations right, people stopping BSing their schedules and being mm -hmm. honest about what we can and can't do and being mm -hmm. okay with that and then starting from there and then getting better. I think you can't get better until we up to be honest about all this stuff. Yep. Okay. The reality is, because here's the reality, going back to work from home stuff, we are human beings and this entire time we have been working really hard and harder than we needed to. And we've been sick coming in, working together. Yep. And we've been, you know what I mean? And we've been doing it because they feel like somebody's going to walk right behind us and take our job anyway, right? Yep. And like that's, and that's the kind of world that we've been living in for so long just to get games off the ground and make them fun and awesome and make this something where we can have families and lives and do that at the same time, right? And then also not make it like not fun to, to buy or experience a game too, right? I think that's yeah. like, that's like a complicated mix of like, humans make games but we also need to make it so that way it's like also like we want gamers to play those games too and enjoy that right it's like this mix um but those humans this entire time we were just working harder anyway yeah uh right and just you know what i mean so now and now what you're seeing is for all these other reasons this is now being exposed and i think now we're getting more human and we're starting to realize like no i mean we were doing things harder and faster because we could yeah. uh but we never stopped to ask if we should right like some jurassic park on you but like i think we <laughs> it's like it's right? true it's, it's a little it's like and in reality it's kind of so like that's where i'm starting to learn that there's more uh there's power in grace in making games now yeah so, you know yeah man there was for a long time there when people would would talk about getting into the industry if they had a family, my first thought would be, you're probably not going to make it. Good luck. Dude. You know, yeah, good luck. and yeah. I, I was never one to tell people that. Right. Other than tell them the challenge yeah. that they're up against. Right. Right. It's like, Hey, it's going to be challenging. Right. right. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I don't believe that anymore. I, I think we've, I think we've turned the corner past that where mm-hmm. it's, we are now a overall, a much more responsible industry. And I'm seeing more and more managers be more like, like me and some other good managers where you're like, you're a junior person. I know you want to work hard and push. Your, it's this complicated thing where like, where you right. have the junior folks and you want to, you want to, and you, you can't kick the ladder. Right. It's this thing where like you can't kick the ladder because if you weren't given those key opportunities, like, and I know, and you, I know you, you had it, I know this is how it works, right? We were all given special, oper- special moments where we could have done more and we did. Right. Or, or someone gave us a shot to do a thing. And we, so we can't kick the ladder on, on the, on the next generation. But at the same time, we also have to find a way to prevent them from feeling the worst of the things that we had to go through. Exactly. It's, it's just like we do for our kids too, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to show right, you yeah, right. how not to deal with the pain that I dealt with. Right. And yeah. Right. And, but in this case, it's something we're still actively participating in. So yeah. it's, uh, right, right. it's, it's wild. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, all this has happened a lot recently too. I feel like, um, it's so, it's so strange. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, cause I was, cause I'm just thinking about it's like, well, like, Really, because if I was looking for a job now, like I had been, I like I said, I went through four jobs in the pandemic. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's, it's <laughs> insane, right? It's like uh, a wild ride. And then I went up at Bliss after all of it, which was like not what, at all what I expected. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I, like, I hear that. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, just getting back to the Games Line Guru. No, it wasn't a culture thing. Um, it wasn't like a drink the juice too hard. It was more of a like, um, I think there's, uh, there's, you want to be able to, you're starting to see people who are like head of culture companies and things like this now. I don't know. Like you'll start to see this, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, like culture is a commodity that you can manufacture and grow, you know, and do something. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Like as a scientist, I like I I have to agree. Like I guess. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I twist my arm. Uh, it's like sure, sure. I feel like you could measure anything and make it better or different. I guess, right? Um, but in this case, it's like I. You 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 have to you have to suss those things out and divine them in a, in a different way, right? Yeah. Uh, in a more natural way you have to let them you have to let culture describe itself um yes and no it, right i mean i think yeah. you have to you have to be active in establishing the kind of culture you want and helping oh, sure. understand what that culture is right and, oh, sure. yeah. and what's important to us but there's still a bit of it kind of happens right like it, it kind of develops yeah. itself and there are times you've got to steer it and i think you know, frankly, a lot of the stuff that happened at, you know, places like Blizzard was the culture wasn't steered correctly, right? And and when things well, that, that happened that weren't great, they weren't moved in the direction to where they could be better. Let me give you an interesting, actually. Here's here's an interesting take as someone who's joined kind of here is like, at, at, this, at this moment is like, I, when I, if I'm just objectively looking at it, I'd say that we actually have a really strong culture at Blizzard of, the team organizing around things that they really care about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm just going to be super objective about it, like, like that's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing that I've not seen at other companies at all. That's a good like thing. At, yeah. at 
all. Like the the amount of uh the amount of camaraderie and genuine openness to say things and actual safe places to do them and the amount of people who are actively participating in all that stuff fearlessly and encouraged to do so is not like anything I've ever seen at any other game company. That's awesome. So I think, so like, you know what I mean? So like, and so in some way, so in, like if from my, and it's not all, it's, it's in no, I mean, there's a reason for that. I mean, there's a reason there's a sign that says, don't put Gilm in the urinal. Right. <laughs> there's a, right. There's like, there's a reason for these things. Right. But like, uh, that's something unique. Right. And I so saw that is undeniably, I think part of the culture for however it turned out. Right. Like that wasn't intentionally created, but I think it is certainly part of it. And I like that. Yeah, you know, I find myself being part of it, right? Um, which is cool, and it's and it's also something that like you'll see it's like okay, this person's gonna go do a a pride event thing, and so they're not gonna be at this meeting, and that's actually fine, and we're gonna catch them up after right. the meeting. Yeah, and I mean, there's things like that you'll see happen. I think is really cool. Just to give like a random example. Yeah, no, I've experienced quite a bit of that myself lately, and that's really nice. Mm -hmm. so, so I I have a uh, two things real quick. One. Mm -hmm. I need, I need to take a fourth shot. You down for go. taking one more? Let's go. I have this whole bottle that I got for right now, so I don't... Well, I, I got this one, and so. then at least one more. We'll see how the time goes. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, All right, chat. <laughs> but then also, there's a question in the chat that I don't I don't want to get too far away from. Yeah, let's go. And uh, so, Above the Universe asks, thinking back, where did you hope you would end up on your graduation day compared to where you actually are today? How long have you been uh, in the industry now? Uh, so I graduated the first time in December of 2008. Okay. Uh, and then again in December of 2011. Did you go back for a master's? Is that what you did? Or Yeah, went okay. back for a master's, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I was not going to be an ace programmer. <laughs> Same. I had to get Same. over I had to get over that. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> So I think where I thought when I, yeah, I think it's immensely valuable. Now, I'm not going to be a learn to code guy, but it is immensely valuable. Every drop that you learn of engineering or, yep. or, or at all is going to go a mile, like any, in any other discipline. Preach. Right. Uh, dude, just, especially as in production, un being yeah. able to talk intelligently with the people that are doing the work yeah. is so valuable. Like, or even I'll tell you this, I've had, I've had, so many times where I just mentioned that I've written code before and I, and I have an engineering background that I haven't used in a while. And I, and I even play it down after that. And then we don't even talk about technical stuff, but the engineers just open up to me and talk to me yep. about other stuff. Anyway. Absolutely. The second <laughs> they, that they dude, can say something to you and you're not glossy eyed, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a, you build a instant rapport and confidence, yep. right? Um, that way. Absolutely. All right. Let's take this fourth Come. shot. You got it. You good? Come by. All right. Mm -hmm. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want, I'm actually curious a bit about how you got started. Um, yeah. Cause we, we kind of, we, we've been, you know, talking about some great stuff and um, mm. so when you, what kind of got you first interested in games? Like how old were you? You said you grew oh, yeah. up in Pennsylvania. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 What what kind of got um, you into games in general? 
to uh, right before I answer that, to quickly answer about the universe. Oh yeah. So think succinctly and actually, uh, <laughs> I I ramble a lot. <laughs> oh, you're uh, good. I guess I kind of assumed. I guess, I guess, I guess, kind of what I am doing now. I guess, yeah. I guess, I kind of, I. It feels weird. Part of like what I talked about my therapist is that I I feel like I did accomplish my goal that I never thought I was gonna do, and it like it fucks me up. <laughs> Right. So, 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 like, not trying to humble brag in any way, but that's kind of a real thing. Anyway, so, uh, so yes, um, yeah, I think when I was younger, I, I was, you know, I stopped playing with my toys and I started taking them apart and turning them into ways that I like to see them instead. Okay. So, like, or, reorganizing them and then creating a card game out of my, uh, out of my Pokemon toys, right? Uh, that I'm making a new game out of them for myself, and then training all the neighborhood kids on it. Um, and then getting really into things like Magic: The Gathering, realizing that like I'm really good at memorizing all the cards, right? Ugh. That kind of stuff. I you know am I mean? not good um, at the memorizing. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, like it just, I started this thing started clicking for me, right? Um, and in high school, I started, I took programming classes. I was lucky enough to have those kind of things. Nice. Um, and uh. And I just, and I realized that, uh, this is potentially, I had no idea. I had no actual idea that that, what I'm going doing right now is what I, with what I was going to do. Like, yeah. I, I guess I, to, like, I had no idea what making games meant. I, I was just a complete game player. Right. Uh, and so, uh, completely, completely, I didn't even think of it at all. And so I just knew that like, oh yeah, programming is needed or something like that. But it was like, my honest thoughts were so immature of like oh well i guess i'll like smoke pot and become a lawyer or smoke pot and become a game developer (laughs) (laughs) that was my honest plan (laughs) at that moment and coming out of high school i had a 1.7 gpa wow uh, which was the complete i researched it the complete minimum i was allowed to graduate high school with you did it um I did it. And it's all that, that's all that matters. It. Graduating high school is all that matters. Like, <laughs> it's like I it's like I did what you wanted. <laughs> now leave me alone. <laughs> it's like uh it's just like uh so yeah, I I didn't try that hard at all uh to in, in school. Well, I guess I tried to do things I wanted to do. So okay. I would frustrate the school because I would skip school but i'd be sitting in the hallway reading a book for another class because i didn't like the class i was in <laughs> just i would like fight the power <laughs> just to do it uh anyway all that stuff was cool <laughs> and uh i wound up going out of school to full sale i guess i wound up where did i see full sale uh it was like maybe it was like a game informer magazine or something back then it could be yeah you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. it was something like that um Maybe some Google searches, you know, something like that. Um, uh, something like, yeah, maybe something. And then I, so I looked at those and, uh, and I want to find out I was out of state, you know, of course, back then it was also the year that the new SAT was happening. So every college was like, I don't know what's happening. The SATs right now. So <laughs> we're going to kind of like let people in, I guess, or something. And so like, I don't even remember what I got on my SATs, to be completely honest with you. I th- I'm pretty sure I took them. I, I remember. Sure. I don't think it was a practice one I took. I think I took the real one. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> that's how irrelevant it was. I just, like, and I'm not saying that stuff's not important. Don't get me wrong. My daughter's not going to hear this, right? <laughs> so, like, that's not what I'm saying, okay? Uh, 
but I just was very wanted to do my own. I just I am very nobody can tell me what to, even now. That's why I'm a producer. I think is I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> I just want to do my want to do figure out what I want want the team needs to do myself. Um, and uh, went to full sale, partied a lot. I think the the thing that you need to worry about at full sale. I'll give you here's a pro tip. <laughs> you're all gonna a lot of you are gonna be you're gonna be mixed in with some folks who have been who had did not just graduate high school okay right that have been living their lives for some amount of time okay now that could have been 20 years after high school that could be 40 years after high school that could be five years after high school yeah be anything in between so you're gonna meet a lot of really interesting folks okay with a lot of interesting backgrounds from a lot of different places and you're all gonna have a couple things in common we're all going to have nothing to do and a lot of steam to burn off every 30 days. Okay. Right? <laughs> like, like that's, you're going to be tortured, like, like with work for like 40 hours a week plus. All right. And, and, and you're going to, and you're going to be wanting to find people to hang out with. And then you're going to get to that, like 30 days and you're going to party hard. Okay. And you're going to, so <laughs> figure it out. Okay. So that way, you can separate those things. I'm not saying don't party. Don't enjoy yourself. Celebrate when you pass your classes. Make sure that you acknowledge it, and then know that try not to forget it all when you go to the next one. Like <laughs> that's it's like really important, right? Um, that's part of why you, they do fundamentals tests now, right? It's because that's like back right. when I was taking the classes, it was like part of going through fast. Yeah, you go through fast, but like, can you retain things, right? Which is really important. Yep. So that was an issue back in the day. I, I don't know how much it is now. I think when I talk to students, it's like it depends on the student, I think, more uh, nowadays. But uh, sorry, I go on a tangent here. But in, uh, I, I did not do that well in my undergrad. I did better in things like uh, networking and AI. Uh, and I was like a lab monitor. And I, tried, I did better in the second half, mm -hmm. you know, of, of the thing. And like... You know, and I was uh, trying to be more of a, I learned how to be like a good dev community friend. I think that's really important too. There are certain things that I think Full Sail is really good at teaching you. Uh, doing a small plug for, sorry, is like. Uh, <laughs> All good. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hashtag ad. As uh, <laughs> we do. Um, <laughs> subscribe to Prime. Uh, so we. There was opportunities where like somebody could volunteer and be the lab monitor. And it was like. Full, and like at the time, it was like we didn't have Blackmore Studios, right? We didn't have, you know, we had Full Sail 3CB and and C, right? The fishbowl, and then we had the the smelly circle rooms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and if you didn't have somebody who put their neck out to be unresponsible to get you out lanyard to be a lab monitor person and to keep the lab door open, and then also it wasn't just like not sleeping, <laughs> just right. live there, <laughs> then that wasn't going to be, then then basically your entire studio didn't have somewhere to work outside of class hours, right? Uh, with like power and AC and all this, you know what I mean, security right. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's actually, it was like a big deal. And um, uh, and so I did that. And so that, that was when you start, I first started to realize like how much of having a heart and being a human being, I think, matters when you make games. And you're put in situations there where I think, I don't know, and not that it's, and I've never been in the military or anything like that, and I don't want to draw any parallels, but it just reminds me of, like, put in situations where you're forced to be deal with a challenge, and then you come up with really cool ways to handle things, right? Yeah. And you, le you learn to rely on people and show your vulnerability. So I think that was really cool. 
um, part of it. Like in uh, specifically the final project that we had, and then also at the middle project where it was like the group project, the big group project stuff, right? Um, which and uh, then, uh, which AI yeah. teacher did you have? Zayas in in the chat. Oh, uh, I had at the time. I had I had Jeremiah. Oh, okay. I had actually. A, I had Jeremiah, <laughs> uh, and I had Daryl was a lab, uh, lab, uh, or assistant. Lab assistant, or I, I don't remember if he was like an assistant course course director or something at the time, but Daryl Holt, yeah, and Jeremiah Blanchard was the course director, and uh, that was that class was awesome. I love that. Hey, I I did way better AI networking than I did at assembly. I hated I hated assembly. It was so I hated assembly. So assembly much. is cool gross, about, man. Dude, the cool <laughs> thing about assembly, okay, was loading up on Game Boy and seeing something. You're like, I did that. That was the coolest thing. I'm the I'm a god. Just like dropping it, right? Like this cool thing. <laughs> but you know, like that was really cool. And also, oh sorry, the really coolest thing was Gary, I think was his name. The ex Black Ops teacher that taught uh uh assembly two or arm two or whatever the class mm -hmm. was. I forget that teacher. That he was he would tell us stories about like he would trade when he was in Black Ops in Southeast Asia, he would trade like uh, weapon, like Soviet weapons, or he would trade drugs for Soviet weapons, so that way he didn't have American weapons, so he didn't get caught as a spy. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> in lab time, we're sitting there like making our Game Boy apps, <laughs> like telling us stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, but no, that man, there were so many cool teachers there. Um. But no, I had Jeremiah for AI, and actually, to you know, I'm gonna, here's my bragging moment. I actually finished the AI final and walked out. What's up? Oh, nice. What's up? Only you know that was supposed to be like a big deal. Like nobody finishes it, right? And if you do, it was like, what did he, what did he do? He had like a, like what happened? Like divine inspiration? Or, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that because I don't. Full sale was no joke when it came to the. That, like just and I I remember I was explaining this to somebody the other day like the the pressure you would have of okay you either get this concept or you don't it's 9 p.m yep so you need to show that you got this concept by 1 p.m and hopefully you were paying attention from five to eight and we were going over this for the first time Ugh. uh go and like, <laughs> and if you don't do that more than twice like if you do that more than twice if you if you fail to do that more than twice then maybe you're gonna have to repeat it and then maybe and if you do that then there's a really good chance you go back to your hometown and you're a failure in front of like <laughs> like like you know what i mean like if you want to talk about the real pre i mean there's real pressure right yeah but i think we have to realize is that that's what you need to do if you want to escape the realities of where if you're born in your small town where you know it's like a it's like a suburban food desert maybe you grew up in or maybe it's a place where there was Okay, you can join the military. Maybe some of your friends did, or maybe you can try to get a trade job or something. And if none of those things are interesting Dude. to you, and that sounds bad, then you need to take a risk. Yeah, and you need to be—you need to go <laughs> do something about it. Dude, and if you don't, guess what? You. There's somebody like me who did it. <laughs> Man, I grew up in a small town in southeast Kentucky. There was nothing, nothing there, right? Like, mm -hmm. so that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm right. out, I'm out, never going back. Yeah. Like, yeah, because what what's the industry is in Kentucky, right? It's like there was railroad. Railroad yeah. was the big thing where I was, and then just mm -hmm. the the regular stuff. You could be a banker. You could, you know, like just the you know whatever was in you know in every city. There wasn't much 
to really do. Yeah, those like regular small town kind yeah. of jobs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Look, I want to be super clear. I earlier in my career, I was very much like, uh, you know, un unfairly looked at other choices that people want to do with their lives. But I am at a point now where like, do what makes you happy. Period. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So like, some people are really like, I have a friend in my hometown, and I love talking to him. He's like carving wood and stuff, and he's like, uh, he does all kinds of cool stuff, and like, he just. He's just doing his thing and he's loving his life and he's really and I'm like so insanely happy for him. Like that he just found that. He's just doing that, right? And he's and I know he's had a hard time growing up too. And I'm so proud of him. You know what I mean? And it's just like but he did like I don't judge him based on anything other than his happiness. Yeah. Right? And and you know, I'm very happy. You know, so like I think there's a lot that you need to and I know a lot of game developers, by the way, that are not happy. Yeah. Dude, that that is <laughs> Also true, <laughs> man, your, your mental state and kind of like where you are in your life, I think has a lot to do with your enjoyment of game of making games, right? Because yeah. when you get in, you're super like nothing else matters. I'm going to do the thing. I'm putting every energy that I have into this. And that's kind of how you get started. Right. And that's how you kind of make a name for yourself. And then you burn yourself out at some point yeah. and then you decide do I want to make the changes or, or get the role or do the thing to make this more sustainable? Or like most people burn out after three to five years and they never do it again. You took a word out of my mouth. I was going to say, you know, you and I know it's burned into us. Yeah. We know every year that we stay in it, you and I, I'm sure we're on the same wavelength. Every year you stay in it after you get in, it's in your mind. I saw making it. I got to keep going. I need to continue to stay sustaining. Uh, oh, nice. We got some hot. Oh, oh, it's time for shots. Let's go. Yeah, we gotta oh, do that. We, we gotta do the. We gotta do that fifth shot. You got one Let's ready? Go. Let's go. We got. And then also, I have I have some questions for you. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So I have uh, what I like to call the dev round. Let's do this shot first, and then I'm gonna walk you through it. <laughs> okay. You ready? <laughs> Cheers. <go>. Cheers. <laughs> Number five. Mm-hmm. Well, on stream, that is. Mm. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the part that everyone's seeing. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, time for the dev round. I got five questions for you. Okay, let's go. First question. What is your favorite game of all time and why? Favorite game of all time. Uh, No pressure, right? No political pressure here. Um, <laughs> uh it's something I have to keep coming back to. Uh, you know, I think it. You know, it don't get you. Don't cross me here. Don't cross me up here. All right. Do they really count? I'll take two. All right, Game Design Guru. If that's what we're gonna be. <laughs> I said Jetic. Uh, count less. <laughs> <laughs> Saki counts less. Uh, I, I'll double up. All right. Um, so uh, I think it's it's actually it's actually World of Warcraft. I'm not gonna bullshit you. Okay. I think it's a, it's like and that's not a that's not a political sellout answer. That's actually it's actually real. Dude, I I get it. Yeah. I I totally understand. But now tell us why. Why do you love it? Why? Um. So uh. I close my eyes sometimes, and I have memories that are in Azeroth. Uh. It's I have trouble discerning the two. Mm. I know so much. It's part of me, I guess. Interesting. 
uh, in ways that uh, when I want to go when I want to go naturally express what my creativity, it comes out in forms of organizing people and uh, understanding things in the way that I I, I I don't do good at things, other things, unless I'm th thinking of it as, a, as if I'm making a game. For some reason, I put it in that preference, and I'm able to do it, and I'm able to do it good. And so, you know, uh, when it comes to World of Warcraft, it's something I know so well. And when, I, when I've noticed that I finally hit that moment, I didn't get this on Madden. I didn't get this on any other game that I worked on. I've seen people do this, where they hit this this atonement, this enlightenment moment, and I feel like I'm finally getting there, where like I don't need to think about the context of what was mentioned for that raid that's in development. I kind of already knew it, and that was the last piece I needed. Mm. Not, not that I feel like it was ever required, but I do feel like if you can get it, that's awesome. So okay. I feel like it's something that, uh, it's part of me, I guess. So it's like, it's my favorite game because it's second nature to me. And I, I love seeing what the next Hearthstone expansion is going to be and how they're going to twist an idea of something cool that's already existing in the World of Warcraft okay. universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's something that's really interesting. To, like that, and that's the world I want to live in. Okay. Dude, yeah. that's, I'm very happy for you that you're, you're, you're working on your favorite game. of Like, who does that? I, I, I am convinced that if I, my favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy Tactics. And, oh, which yeah, you is, were talking about tactics. Yes. Yeah, which is, I look at Triangle Strategy, by the way. I'm probably oh, yeah. going to download those. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, I've, I've yeah. got to dig back into that myself. But I've purposefully, or not, not necessarily purposefully, I have always felt like I don't want to work on a tactics game because I feel like it would ruin it for me a bit. Um, and so that's always yep. made me a bit nervous, but you that's, now are digging in. That's true. So that's, so that, that's actually really true. Um, so, uh, I interviewed at Riot five different times over my career. Okay. Um, it became a meme. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could go do it again if I really wanted to, because I know people want to get like, hey. number six in, even though you're not <laughs> like looking <laughs> like, so, like, and, uh, and you know, like, th that's a really big thing. Hey, look, you wanted to make games. So a certain game made you feel a certain way. You grew up, you, you were doing it, and then you want to go make games. So you wanted to make games for a reason. It's not like you never saw a video game before and you wanted to make video games. Right? To think about it that way. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, if it's, so for instance, for you, Tactics, but for me, when I was thinking about, this is the first MMO I'm working on. This is the first... Uh, especially on like, I've never worked specifically on like a server team. I've always done more client side stuff, even though, but I've done like mobile stuff where it's a little bit of a full stack. So, but I know what that means now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit of, a little bit of that. Um, but uh, uh, having, I was always skeptical that it would ruin it for me or sour it for me. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, the folks that I know that work on WWE that love wrestling, not everyone on every game is a fan of the game they work on. Which oh, is also yeah. interesting. Absolutely. Too, Usually right? not, right? <laughs> and that's so you have to know that, which is actually really interesting because like it's that's con it's confounding. That's just yeah. how it works. But yep. the reality is that there's the people we need to make the game are not always the people that are the most passionate about the game itself. Yep. Right. Well, uh, and, Often, I mean, just just to kind of clarify here, oftentimes we 
what we care about is where we work, who we work with, yeah. the situation of the of the company. Projects come and go, right? Yeah. Like you may not like they may you may change entirely what you're working on in the studio and have no control over that, and you may not That's like right. what happens. But you're going to be a professional. You're going to give it your best shot. That's you're going right. to learn what you need to, and you're going to you know, you're going to do your best. And you want a crew that's going to do the same too, right? right? Like you want, you want somebody who also is not going to, at some, now I won't, now I'll be careful at saying that. So like, depending on what you're looking for, let's go back to a question we had at the beginning of the stream. It's like, dude, what you're looking for. So like, if you're, there are some places where like I've been, where it's like, everybody knows it's a short time gig or right, right. making the bag. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like it's different scenario but you got to make sure you're there with like-minded folks right uh in that same way but also avoid this is something that's become really interesting recently is like avoiding this idea of fit right and as in this idea of, of this of an ex, it makes it seem exclusionary right right so it's like i've been trying to remove that idea of fit right uh and more about like alignment another another way to describe it but that's something that's like a new thing that I'm working on. Because for a long time, that's that was like how we interviewed. Yeah. Right. Or that that's like, but now that's and I understand it, you know, because um, you also you want people who who contradict in meaningful ways. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So and how do and that doesn't necessarily describe fit always, right? Um, yeah. That's complicated. But no, I mean, uh, yeah. So yes. If you have an opportunity, like, hey, Insomniac's going to do, like, uh, Spider-Man or whatever, Marvel, whatever, I'm making things up. They're going to do the Marvel XCOM. Let's go. <laughs> and, you're all, and you're all in it. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's, a, cool. that's Midnight Suns. That's not <laughs> us working on that. But, <laughs> yeah, but I'm that, looking I, forward I was, to it. <laughs> I started making up the example, and I was like, oh, that's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to that. So, yeah, that's, I'm probably gonna play it too. Like, well, because there was uh, what was it like? There was another Marvel game that was like that. That was like a PlayStation or something like ages ago, or it, maybe it was there was that Steam. Avengers game that came out that was what well, wasn't like that though. Yeah, actually, it was like a t it was like a two thirds perspective. Was it more action? Are you RPG? talking about Ultimate Alliance? Was that it? I can't remember. That, but it that was, was like isometric, yeah, was. but it was still you know. That's it was moment to moment action, but still, yeah, yeah it was. That's that, what it was. Yeah. My son and I played through all those games and they were an absolute blast. Mm -hmm. They're good. I, man, I just, who, who doesn't like some old school, like you know, some, co some couch co-op gauntlet mash them up, which reminds me for everyone that has not played it yet. Shredder's revenge is a fucking masterpiece. That game is so good. Oh, if yeah. you like the turtles at all, go play it. Seriously. It's awesome. only like 20 what? bucks. Like it's not, it, nothing is that we or is that or is that it, it we, is uh, switch on or it's on switch it's on all the consoles it's on pc it's absolutely incredible it's nice. if you ever played the the arcade teenage mutant ninja turtles games that or turtles in time all of those it's this iteration of it and it is wonderful it's very oh, very nice. well done very well done oh nice and it's, Man, it's uh, six player co-op couch and online combination however you want amazing that's amazing. awesome yeah that's it's awesome. the dream. It's the dream. <laughs> yeah, the, the the online is sick. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And yeah. it's crossplay between Xbox and PC, so it, it's yo they're doing a good job. Gamers don't know. Gamers don't even know nowadays about how you just get crossplay. Yeah, right, dude. Even oh, five dude. years ago, we didn't have crossplay. <laughs> like, don't, don't, like, 
<laughs> like, wait, just like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't connect on every single platform. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you, you remember, they don't even know. They don't even know what dial-up is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. I don't know. It's like, uh, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I. For, for if you're out there and you're thinking about like, well, I know I like this game. Should I apply on and work on it? Ask yourself why you like it, what you're expecting. Okay. Um, yeah. If you're expecting to just jump on the game and you're going to be working on a DevOps position and you think that you're going to have creative oversight on a character and that character that's coming out, that's probably not going to happen. Right. Right. Um, you'll probably have opportunities to be included in like, a lot of game companies they'll do nowadays are really good about like collecting group feedback and including large parts of the team, especially teams that don't get to be as close to features as they normally do. I've seen a lot of that change happen over the last couple of years, which is really good because you know, like not everybody touches the fe the user facing feature, right? And that's the thing. Get ready for that. Um, so if you're applying for jobs, know that like just and it should be obvious, but just reiterate like not everybody is going to be designing the main champion coming out of League of Legends right. next month. Right, yeah. that it actually takes nine months to make a champion if you didn't know. And if there's a GDC talk actually on YouTube that you can actually look up, that I recommend. That's really good. It, it, it's a little dated now, but they talk about the, their champion uh, creation framework. It's really nice. good. That's um, I didn't yeah. know about that. You know what? Actually, really if you don't mind, mm -hmm. send me a link to that later, and we'll put it in the show notes just so people oh, sure. whenever we put the podcast up because that uh, yeah, I would I'll like to hear that. Up. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, it, I actually stole a little bit of it previously. I, <laughs> I, I took some of that idea and I recrafted it uh, when I was in WWE to create this idea of a WWE superstar framework is what I called it. Mm -hmm. And I learned enough about the, the development process of how and when we're creating a superstar because it's very roster-based instead of superstar-based. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, what if we change the way that we're making WWE to be more like how we make League of Legends? Uh, and so that we would so so in like five years time we'll have touched and redone in a beautiful way every single superstar that was my pitch five years time we'll have done and retouched every single superstar and re-released them digitally uh while upgrading the main game over five years that's a great plan wise. uh and <laughs> and and then we'll have this and we'll develop a process and then the idea is that just in time for every single next superstar release because we have a process we'll get better at making the next one yeah right and so it's just like machine and then we can have teams that are set up to be like assigned to each superstar yeah right? cross discipline teams and so it was all modeled off or a lot of what they did but i modeled it i took what how riot makes champions and they go about that like creating an opportunity space all the way through to play testing and early prototype and all that stuff but i turned it into the tools that wwe team uses how they construct it, the different weird things, all the different feature groups that we had that we had on there, uh, based on game modes and other stuff, and then created a whole new framework and a pre, you know, and then you got to make it look good and stuff, and you theme it and you put some memes in and stuff, and so yeah, that's so that's a really good one I would recommend if you want. They they do a really good job of explaining like each of the steps and like the thought put into how they made it, and so if you want to like take that and then say, so like for I know you're doing the game design stuff, right? So if you have Anything that you want to kind of duck it ties and then take them, poly, create opportunity spaces for, create variations of, mm -hmm. polish it, work, iterate on it, and take it through some phases like that, you'll probably find some inspiration from there that you can take from and adapt and, and share with your team, right? And, and take some, some from. 
Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll show it later. No, that was a good great. one for me. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I I think I want to touch on on one quick thing. Yeah, I think regardless of the position that that you're gonna move into, get hired for whatever, especially if it's something that you're already interested in or you feel like is kind of your dream job, you should always go in thinking, I just want to contribute. How can I help? Right? Don't go in being like with an agenda, right? Like, you know, because you, especially if it's your first gig, you, there's a lot to learn. And when someone, when someone comes in with a, a very like, this is my thought on the thing and this is how we're going to, and I'm like, you, hold on, let me, let me pat you on the head a little bit. Like you, you need to come in wide eyed being like, what is this? How do I fit in? How do I contribute? And then we can start talking because there's going to be plenty of opportunity for you to tell us your ideas. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to own something cool. That shouldn't be your first objective. Do things that do not last long in anyone's studio and only have a so long lit life in the industry are egos and agendas. Yeah. Whether it's absolutely, whether it's, whether it's someone who graduated right out of full sale and they think that they're, super they have this huge ego and they think that they're just going to just walk right in and they're just like the coolest and they're just the greatest and then they have a hard time doing that or they do get in and they realize that they have a huge ego check and they need to swallow their pride and they realize like maybe you signed up for too much or maybe like like for instance for me i know some folks that i graduated around that are still looking for producer jobs and back when i swallowed my pride and i got into the industry as a qa tester to begin with right man you just got to get in you got to get in like you have to just get in. And then you go from not talking to senior development directors every day to talking to senior development directors. <laughs> As a you, you, you have to be in to really absorb and learn and understand. Yeah. Like you can prepare as much as possible, but until you do it and see what it's like day to day, you have no idea. You really yeah. don't. That's true. I know uh, there was a, a full sauce student. His name is Brock. Uh, connected with him on LinkedIn. I met him in Miami at a event. He said that he traveled to all the different uh, full sale recruiting events up and down these coasts. Is, is that's uh, cool? <laughs> yeah, it was a huge effort because um, he was so passionate about getting in. He was working on his own personal game, and uh, and I, I remember talking to him. And I was saying, hey, you know. Uh, He's like, do you have any advice? And I was like, look, at the time I was actually working on a small indie game and a mobile game. And I was like, what's your plan? I asked him a couple of questions. Like, what's your plan to first for first party submissions? Right. Uh, it's like another other, other kind of questions like that, that were like very lived in questions. Right. Yep. And uh, there wasn't any like immediate, like, answers for those things right it was very much like well i'm actually just working like yeah i can load it up on an iphone and stuff and it's awesome and it's fun i'm working on it used to be this really cool project and it's like but like it's a good start actually (laughs) right it's like yeah but like taking it to act you know what i mean like taking it to being like a a business or a game or a studio like these are whole different things and so you know i think now he's actually working at blizzard which is pretty cool uh oh that's cool correctly yeah so like a lot like it's like the the long winding road of things right uh uh, everyone I see that makes it didn't give up. Yep, apps that dude. That is yeah. that. You literally just hit the most important part on the head. Yeah, you can't give up. 
Like, yeah. and we have people in the chat that have been trying, that have been looking, that have been, you know, like, especially even if you graduate with a gaming degree, you still have to pay your bills, right? Like you've, you have to do something while you're looking for that next thing, while you're building your skills, all of those things. It's not easy. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but the set you cannot give up. The second you give up, you are not going to make it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, uh, Looking at above the universe's comment, um, I am not a stranger to imposter syndrome. Oh, me right? either. I'm with you. Right? Like, I think these are things that uh, I think are hard to talk about um, or even acknowledge. And I think we're not, we're like taboo yep. uh, up until very, you know, super recently. And, you know, we need to all be okay with it. I think we need to not like, we need to be, we need to recognize that everyone is going to be genuine about it and we're not going to, no one is hiding behind anything and no one is being everyone. You have to assume positive intent yep. and you have to assume that people are being genuine. And then when we do that, then yeah, then let's have a conversation about how our mental health is feeling and how let's be open up to vulnerability with each other. Right. And then that's when we make real change. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Every single team I've been on. And so for yourself, it's no different. Right. So I think for me, um, Here's the, here's my secret, I guess. Uh, here here's what I here's the thing that I have learned job over job. Start your job, and don't start your job uh, going 150 percent. Okay, start your job going 75, 80 percent, feeling out what you're good at, what you're not going to be good at, beyond what the role is. The job is different. The people you're going to work with, the situations you're going to be in, the times you're going to be needed, uh, all these things are still going to be very different. A lot of it's the same, but a lot of it's different. So give, you know, give yourself the opportunity to go in at a medium, yeah, a medium high temperature, and acclimate to the water, right? And then when you get an opportunity and when it's good for you, start to pop out the 95, 100% effort on things start to pop out these things, right? Start to pop them out. And people are going to start to recognize that. And they're going to start to recognize that like, holy crap, this person does a good job, right? And you're going to start to build a really good reputation for yourself. And that is what I've learned. That's the easiest way to do it. You do it every time. And you're not going to burn yourself out. You don't start off with this crazy expectation for yourself. And it's also not immoral in, in any way okay that's actually being totally human to yourself and making sure that you don't fuck it up basically and you can do it and be successful that's yeah it, that's just how that's actually just how what i've learned and so and that's actually and so yeah there's plenty of weeks where if i didn't have an opportunity to to really blow it like you were saying earlier in the stream man you've been on hot streak this is awesome and I love that. Like I, I every once in a while I'll hit those hot streaks too. Right. Ooh, it's been can, wild. You know I mean? I'm hoping I can finish the week with it. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you can, you know what I mean. You can just get through. So it's like when you can get those, man, that's great. So like, but learning how to find that and find your way back to it and have that be a good experience, right? Like that's all part of it. And and then not losing it because you're gonna have to do it for the rest of your life or however yep. long you want to do it right until you decide you want to not do that and you retire hopefully or do whatever you want to do right or however life goes um so I th- you know i'm not there yet <laughs> so <laughs> i think <laughs> we you know we really need you really need to think about uh 
what, what helps me a lot for confidence is um, I'm a big person on uh, visualization. So some things that have helped me along the way, not just not necessarily now, but I'll tell you things that helped me get to here were visualization. So every password that you type in, wherever it is, needs to be a phrase that empowers you to do something. Okay. That is my philosophy as well. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly retyping it and reiterating yep. it to yourself yep. and thinking it and saying it and typing it and it's everywhere. So, you know, for a long time, it was for me, take the leap or something, right? Like take, take jump towards my objective, right? Uh, like just jump, push myself, be the best that I can be. Whatever your statement is, right? Make that statement. If it's, uh, I want to, you know, uh, imagining myself at Blizzard then that's your password, but with numbers and shit. <laughs> Dude, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be your password as much as maybe it's a daily affirmation for you. Maybe it's that's something true. that you, you journal at night, whatever. I am a firm believer in the more that you focus and think about the thing that you want, the more that you can make it happen. Yep, that's true. It is just, it's actually like, it's a weird thing where what, what winds up happening is, is that you wind up, slowly guiding micro decisions and things that you wind up doing in that direction. And it winds up you're in your reality winds up happening. Right. You, you wind up like their situation. Like if I, if I didn't, um, I once got an interview and flown out to San Francisco just by monkeying around on LinkedIn and playing <laughs> psychology. Okay. So <laughs> like I, I purposely know people know when you when you see their LinkedIn page, right? And if they're a premium member, like recruiters normally are, they know exactly who looks at their page, when they look at their page. And I know that I'm not a premium member though. And so, you know, you could, I'm not saying do this, but I happen to work out this time. So I've made a calculated decision. It's like, oh, I don't want to, I feel like this might work. I looked at a recruiter's page a bunch of times. And then I applied to a bunch of jobs at a certain place. Uh, and then looked at all of the people, and then and then looked at all the people who worked at that place. So I was on there, looked in, recently seen. <laughs> and then I went, and I looked at the other recruiter who was probably the recruiter because these are only I know there's only so many recruiters, and only so many recruiters that handle certain disciplines at certain studios. So I kind of was doing the math, and I narrowed down the two people that I probably wanted me to be on the on the lips of. And then uh, I sent a message to one of them, and then uh, they were like, yo, this is so weird. Somebody else was telling me about you the other day, and then we got to reach out to you, and that you're It's <laughs> like, no way, really? <laughs> like, and then and then I wound up getting – I didn't get the job, but it turned out that was for Sledgehammer Studios as it was first starting, where Dr. Disrespect was working there at the time, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and I wound up not getting the job, but that was, it was for like an associate production role, small world. Right. Um, That's that. This industry is so tiny. Like we talk about yeah. this a lot. It's, but that aside, what you're talking about, I believe is absolutely true. Like if yeah. you want it, man, think about it. And at the very least, like envisioning it and reminding yourself, it, it just keeps you motivated in that direction. Right. And so you'll, You'll notice, you'll see, you'll find the opportunities to make that thing happen because that's what you're focused on. Right. You're going to be, you're going to be selecting for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but, re so real mm -hmm. quick, we got like 10 yeah. minutes left. Oh my goodness. And, and we have not done a fraction of what 
I wanted oh, to talk goodness. about. So, oh, no. one, that means we have to have you come back on. You and I will talk yeah, about absolutely. after this. We haven't even finished the dev round. So oh I'm going to, oh I'm going to ignore that for now. We'll touch it next time. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of questions there, but so, but I'm going to ask one question from it, okay. which is, uh, what advice would you give for someone that is looking to get their first job in the industry? Um, the best thing I could say is, um, s- strip away the, the titles and the labels of what you think you're looking for or what you told you're looking for or what you're looking at and look at the individual bullet points of what you're searching for. Um, not every comp we're getting better at it and making sure that that's not copy and pasted. Okay. From bullshit templates. Okay. Mm-hmm. And every company's better at that than others. Okay. Um, but more and more and more roles are just really, uh, diverse and there's a high fidelity of them and so it's not just you're an engineer okay you're like a tools engineer you're uh, a client engineer you're a ui engineer you're graphics engineer right and so if you can uh know that you you can be any of those you just have to like decide and craft and and choose and know what you're going into um so like if you want to have some extra you want to go more for UI, and that's the thing that's interesting to you. Then be prepared that you know that a lot of UIs relies on you being familiar with different scripting languages or working more with designers or and with gameplay, right? A lot in different in different teams. So like, if you know that, then you can look for bullet points on those job recs where you're looking for. Oh, works with the gameplay team. Uh, should know these scripting languages, and that's more what you're looking for. You're not looking for those initial titles, right? Yeah. Um, so I think you're going to start to get because even then, because like. And then the seniority that's put on those, a lot of times people are, they don't know, they don't know what they're talking. You think nobody's qualified to actually say how many, how many years or somebody, just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> just to be clear. There's not. Years of experience is such a weird thing, right? Like... Nobody, there's not a chart. I get to, I've looked at everything. I've looked at enough companies. There's not a thing. Okay. Um, so, uh, it, it, so there might be ideas of how to do this or whatever, but most of the time, it's like you you talk to the team, you talk to the hiring manager, you talk to, and they say, "Well, we need somebody who's not a mean, who's not a, I mean, we don't need a senior, we need a mid, we need a junior, and then some numbers start to come out." See, of that. but or, that that is more about what they can afford to pay more than it is what they want in the role, right? Yeah, it's bits. It could be pay some depending on the studio size. It could be partially pay. Pay sometimes could be a little relevant depending on the state and other things like that, and, right. you know, things, but, um, so it, part of it could be pay certainly, um, part of it can also be, um, where the studio is at in their growth. Yep. So they might decide that they're too senior heavy and they need more juniors. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yep. So yep. there's a lot of different things there. Right. So like, just because you're looking at, and then also they might not, they might say it's a mid, a, a mid role. But you might actually have some people. I'm just gonna tell you, some people are they're just gonna be mid-level engineers in a year after school. Yeah. Okay. And you don't know it. You might not know it. You might feel. And every company's different. Okay. Like I've been at places where I've seen people who are definitely junior producers, but because of certain circumstances, they're now a senior producer. Right. Right. So like, th- the roles can be <laughs> very irrelevant. So just that, my advice would be, when you're looking at it, oh, was that Shiva? 
He's in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, it's free real estate. Nobody was doing the stash at Blizzard, so I was like, I'm moving right <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> moving right on in. Um, but no, I said, look at the bullet points, right? Like the, like especially like if if you're doing production or anything else, like especially production, I learned the longer I do it, the less it makes sense to me. Like the more it's just like a combination of unique skills that you need for a certain team. Yeah. Uh, of how to help them keep them organized, and so. Uh, if it's for you and you're an engineer, okay, if you know how to do more, if you're familiar with AWS, okay, well, then you probably should be looking for, You could, if you know how to do some more online stuff and you can do more full stack things, you can do some clients and server stuff, okay, well, then look for some, you could probably look at any one of the jobs on that team that messes around with that. And then when you talk to them, talk to them in the in the interview and don't pigeonhole yourself, say, hey, you know. I, I like this and talk about yourself in terms of not your title and how you label yourself, but in terms of the skills that make up what you're capable of. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's, that's what's really important, right? Cause that's, I don't, I'm not look, I don't know. Nobody knows that they need a specific thing. It's not like we don't, we're not sitting around saying I need this specific person. Cause I, I actually know that because I have a crystal ball. What we're thinking is that we need somebody <laughs> to pick up that work we need somebody to pick up that work. We need somebody to be thinking about that. We need somebody to partner with that person. And so that's what you need to be shooting for, right? Go to the yeah. root. So that that would be my advice if you're looking at it to like reverse engineer what was being even asked for in the job rec. Mm, man, right. you did it. That, that's great advice. Seriously. Of course. That's what, that's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you believe what you what you have to say is valuable, then that's the most important yeah. thing, right? No, seriously, that that's really good stuff. Cool. All right, man. It's about time to wrap up. Before we do, though, mm -hmm. if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm gonna start slamming down some uh some connections, and then hit me up. All I'm right. trying to. I'm trying to like um. I haven't done it in a long time, but I've, recently I've been trying to do more of it. I'm just trying to like share more development thoughts that I have and things uh, just out there about some stuff. So hit me up and uh, yeah, chat it up. That sounds awesome. All right, man. You and I are going to talk after this about a time for you to come back because we have at least one more episode of stuff. Are you taking another uh, shot? Look at you. You're doing it right. Well, it's sake. <laughs> Apparently, I have to make up. So hey, you got double. You got to do double. I think you <laughs> so, have, though. I think I think you have. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness! I got to walk my dog. So. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna jump off here. Say my goodbyes. You and I will connect about another time. I appreciate you doing this, and it's been super valuable. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, everybody. See ya later.